It's me, David Webb, and here's a highlight from today's show on Sirius XM Patriot. Well, Joe Biden, Biden explained to the American people that whether you're a Ph.D. or a restaurant worker, if you're sitting at a table next to him at In-N-Out Burger, a diner, maybe at a barbecue joint or whatever, you know, depending on your flavor and choice, you just don't understand the supply chain. We've been Biden explained. Radical nation, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris's dangerous plan for America by my guest, my friend, Sean Spicer, host of Spicer and Company on Newsmax. Sean, good morning. Congrats, man. Third book. Right. Way to go. Right. I'm having trouble well, with know, just got, one. I, I, <laughs> thank you, my friend. It, you know, I got two kids. I got, <laughs> I got to keep up. But I'll tell you, you know, the funny thing, David, and I've talked to you about each one of the two prior ones. This one's different, and um, and I say it because I, I, it's like a passion project. I really worry about the direction of the country, especially after what happened last week, meaning that we we see a, a rebuke of the Democrats and the left on in, in these elections throughout the country, not just in, where I live in Virginia. But then the answer is, well, let's double down on the left uh, policies. And I think that people, especially as uh, Thanksgiving lurches closer – if you really want to understand what the real motives are of this agenda, you, you got to read Radical Nation because I tell you about the people and the policies and the motives. And that's the thing is that on its face, I don't think the mainstream media does a great job of hiding this. And so, um, uh, you know, I, I just I want people to um, to understand that this is a big uh, that, that, that we are we are headed towards a radical nation if we don't start st- start doing stuff. Well, let's walk through this. And a really good question from uh, John in Georgia a few minutes ago. And, you know, as we talk about Biden's plane in supply chain and other things, and he, you know, his question is towards incompetence or deliberate when it comes to this administration, Sean. And there's a, you and I have watched Joe Biden for decades now. This guy has been not the smartest guy in the room, deliberate, whether it was Reagan forward to where we are today, and he's a corruptocrat, he uses whatever. So, And there's a level of incompetence that's dangerous and the level of deliberate, whether you're deliberate or stupid, you're dangerous either way. But who are these other radical players? And is it really Kamala Harris or are we ignoring Susan Rice, Madeline Katz, and other players? Uh, so great question. I put So I have an entire chapter in the book about all of these folks, because I, I mentioned Susan Rice. I talk about people who just Dennis McDonough, uh, Ron Klain, the chief of staff, a bunch of these folks at the State Department, because this is what you're touching on, David, is so crucial. You have to understand the people that make up this administration and their backgrounds and their qualifications, because that is so important to understand what's going on. And it's you put your finger on it. Like you need to understand their backgrounds and what their motives are and what they've said and what they want to do to understand what's really driving the train on this administration. So what's driving them, you would think, uh, the Democrat Party would object to. But where are we now in the Democrat Party? I, I put Pelosi at the top as an amoral elitist. Chuck Schumer as another elitist who simply he's not a Schumer, as my Jewish friends say. He's not the, you know, the guy that he pretends to be. But, you know, at the top of this, who's driving this? 
Well, it's funny. At one point in the book, um, I note the fact that um, a bunch of um, Republican senators have come to start calling Ron Klain, the White House chief of staff, Prime Minister Klain. And I think there is a group around Biden, uh, including Klain and Steve Rochetti and a couple of the other longtime Biden acolytes that are really driving this. And I think that, again, it, it's important to understand if you're trying to analyze this administration, who some of these people are and, and what what they're seeking to achieve. But, but the point that I make in the book, David, is this. And I saw Joe Manchin say this the other day, like, oh, I know Joe Biden. And, and I think people have to understand that the Joe Biden that we knew for half a century, which, by the way, stop and think about that half a century, um, is is not the Biden now. And here's why. And again, understand something. Biden gets legacy better than any politician I've ever seen, meaning that when I was working with Trump, you know, he just wanted to get stuff done. And he sort of thought if you get a lot of things done, people will think about you. Right. So if you accomplish 10 great things, people will always Biden stopped and said, I want to be known as the most progressive president ever. How do I do that? Two, two things. One is the policies. Right. All of these left wing liberal things. The second is uh, is the people. So he can put a Pete Buttigieg in and say that he's the first openly gay person to lead a department. And for all of your listeners out there that are probably stopping and saying, well, Sean Rick Grinnell, <laughs> you're absolutely right. Because, but Rick Grinnell didn't lead a department. He was in the cabinet. He was DNI. And that's why they're very cute with their words in the Biden administration. But the point is he appoints people and same thing with Kamala Harris, right? He didn't, he, she, she wasn't clearly the top. She was roundly rejected early on in the Democratic primary. So it wasn't like she was a popular dem, but she checked a box. He can say for infinite, for infinite, you know, it, the history books will always say the first woman of color was chosen by Joe Biden. That's part of the legacy that he can never get taken back from the woke left, right? He wants to go down as the next FDR. And so how do you do that? You appoint people, you pursue policies that the left will always say you're the guy. And I think Biden, I, 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 you know, as a as a student of politics, I will say this. I give him credit for that, which is knowing that, OK, you're a 70 year old white dude. How do you sort of use the four years that you're going to have to make sure that you outdo, you know, all of the other lefties that have gone before you? And what you do is you don't worry about qualification. You worry about box checking. And that's what they have really done. So that looking back, whether he accomplishes nothing, he can look back and, and the left will always say he was the first person to appoint this. And the first person. So, again, not the most qualified, not the best, but that all about sexual orientation, skin color and things like that. That's what they want to be able to go down and judge people on the left. You know, you mentioned FDR, so that brings me to uh, what uh, Representative Abigail Spanberger, Democrat of Virginia, who just had a tsunami wash across that state politically in many ways. Uh, She said nobody elected him to be FDR. They elected him to be normal and stop the chaos. I'm going to give a little history lesson, which I've said many times here. FDR was the most liberal president with the largest majority in Congress who was so far to the left he couldn't get his policies through. When he tried to pack the Supreme Court, it was a New York Democrat, Judge John Knox. 
and I have actually sat with John Knox's daughter. She was very old years ago, who explained how much it was important to stop in FDR. A Democrat said to the Republicans, you can't stop him, but I can. John Knox was on his way to the Supreme Court by most analysis. So in this sense, if he's not FDR, why is he trying to be FDR? Well, because I I think, look, it's funny. In the book, I have this passage where at the beginning of the administration, he met with all these left wing historians. And what he what, because here's the thing, when you're a leftist, you look at FDR as this guy that ushered in all of these massive government programs. Right. Right. I mean, think about it. Right. You, if you if you're a leftist and you want to grow government, who better to look at than um, than than someone like FDR? Because you say, oh, my God, all of this government that people are, you know, now used to addicted to utilizing whatever you want to call it. Um, it because of FDR. So if you want to admire somebody, that's who, I mean, I get it. Well, it's certainly not working for the American people, Sean. And, no, no, no. And, and, and that's the thing, David, but, but here's the point. It's not, you're absolutely right. But the thing that I, that worries me, and this is why I wrote the book is you have to understand that it's happening right before our eyes. And if we don't wake up, the mainstream media has created an alternative universe where nothing is wrong, nothing happens in the world. There's no hypocrisy. There's no double standards. If we don't start to look for the signs and call it out, especially as we go to the holidays and people are chatting and trying to convince each other who was right and wrong, we're going to wake up one day and go, where, how did all this new government come into play? Very good point, and they're going to keep pushing. You know, if I would read one of the CNN headlines that I saw online this morning uh, talking about Biden and his big political win, I mean, it literally is one of the most ridiculous things I've seen. Biden seeks rebound as he basks in huge political victory. This is about the $1 trillion infrastructure legislation. They're trying to write the story, and the media plays a role in this. They, they tell us, Biden explains us, and the media backs it up. Yes. There's two chapters in the book, I think it's 16 and 17, that talk about the complicity of this. I mean, these guys, it's, I, I, I got to say, like, I continue to be blown away by how just complicit these guys are being on being extensions of the White House uh, press office. It's, 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 it's scary. Well, what doesn't scare me? Reading your books. That's it. That, that's <laughs> uh, well, I'll keep it. writing I'll if you bit. keep reading. <laughs> hey, congratulations, my friend. How's the show going? It's awesome. Um, you know, and if you didn't, if you weren't on that other small little network, I'd love to have you on. Uh, <laughs> so whenever, whenever your contract allows you, it would be an honor. But I, it's, David, I, you know, I live in a world now of, of ratings, and it's so humbling every night to see people tune into Spicer and Company at 6 o'clock on Newsmax. And it's, it's just, it's really cool because you can't, you can't, you know, you, you, the numbers are what they are, and we continue to see this growth, people watching Newsmax. Um, it, we don't require a cable subscription. So if you don't have it, you can go to newsmax.com and watch it for free. I think we're seeing it both on cable and, um, and uh, everywhere else. So I, I, I'm humbled by it. I love it. It's just, it's been so fun. Well, it is. And it's great to see you grow. You know, you and I, unlike the, the, the hardcore left and the progressives, we celebrate people's success. You know, we can sit here and have that conversation. Uh, and that's how it works in America. That's how it should work. 
That's you're right though, and that, you know the funny thing is that I'm uh, not gonna, uh, but it's funny. Like we, I, I want people to be successful. I, I don't believe in a zero sum game. I think that the pie can keep growing. But so many folks on the left are like, if I win, you lose, and and I don't have a problem. I actually want more Rachel Maddows out there because I think we're better than them, and we are. Our policies are smarter, and you know, and our results speak for themselves. I don't want to cancel them. I want to. I want. I want to beat them. I want to. I want to convert them. The left has this opposite view, which is David Webb and Sean Spicer are a threat to us because I think we present a common sense view of of what what is a better you know way of trusting in people and, and lifting people out of poverty and and trying to um, get people sustainable on their own and not make them dependent on government. And that's just that that's the opposite of what the left wants. They they don't they only succeed when you fail. Like they need you to need them. We want people to be, you know, independent, successful, and and maybe give them a help out, a helping hand if they're having difficult times or struggling. That's different. They need you to be dependent. Well, the book is available wherever books are sold. Uh, Radical Nation, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris's dangerous plan for America. Sean Spicer, thank you, brother. Hey, always good to be with you, my friend. Thank you. You can join me live on The David Webb Show Monday to Friday, 9 to noon East on Sirius XM Patriot 125.